This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Oh. Oh. Since I'm ugly, gotta listen to the podcast. Get advice to get me laid at long last. Finally, I might not be an outcast. He's a little cheese, or else my boys will put me on blast. Swipe on Tinder just to try to get a preview. With Jake's advice, I'll get to show on my cashew. Everything I know I learned from these two Jews. Day one fan, that means I've listened since the debut. Realize I don't want to be a virgin. Lonely and horny, master my perversion. Golden Mike seems like Jake is only worthy. How come everybody want to give Amir the turdy? Jake and Amir, Jake and Amir, Jake and Amir now. Jake and Amir, Jake and Amir, Jake and Amir now. Jake and Amir, Jake and Amir, Jake and Amir now. I can't tell if he's a human or a chipmunk. All right, with the Red Hot Chili Peps. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers were so famous in the 90s. What happened there? Um, They've only gotten more famous in the late, late 20 teens. <laughs> You rarely hear about Flea. <laughs> Is he still playing in the celebrity basketball game on MTV? <laughs> Is Anthony Kiedis still rocking a long hair at Rock and Jock softball? Anthony Kiedis. Wow, he doesn't even come up when I type Anthony Space on Google. Yeah, that's not a good look. What about Anthony Space K? Yeah, number one. Don't worry about that. <laughs> okay. You think he has an Instagram? Let's see. <laughs> Anthony Kiedis Instagram. <laughs> it or is it just like a fan gram? I can't tell if this is him or I don't think it's him. Yeah, it really, it's, it really better not be him. Because <laughs> it's a lot of low res images of the Chili Pepper on tour in Denmark in 1989. Yeah, it only has 300 followers. I don't think it's him. I remember when I visited Israel as a kid, like, my cousins loved the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They were, like, the coolest. They were basically, like, U2 after U2. But then, <laughs> what happened in the last 20 years? I guess you could say that about any musician. Yeah, I think there's still... Well, Anthony Kiedis looks like he has a bowl cut and a mustache now. Oh, that's cool. Which I think makes him kind of cool. I guess I still sometimes see them at Laker games. Their music still definitely gets played. Yeah, but are they still making music? It looks like they're still on tour from this post of Flea in Egypt. Uh, that was March 12th. 2012. Wait, he was doing a show in Egypt? <laughs> well, it look, it, I don't understand why else he would be on tour with the Red Hot Chili There's a, Yeah, he, he's got a show right now. Wow. He's, he's got 600,000 followers. I think they're doing great. I think they're touring, man. <laughs> That's awesome. It turns out I have the problem. You do. The Red Hot Chili Peppers are fine. They're the goats. I never liked them that much, I got to tell you. I just got to be honest with you. I don't, yeah, no, same. I, I also never really liked them. But I mean, Under the Bridge is still a great song. Yeah. That song like came out... 30 years ago that's crazy but see, like that's not that song doesn't really seem like a red hot chili pepper song does it yeah so we won't give that to them what's another good song of theirs californication that was more rolling stones than them yeah i don't think they have a song because that <laughs> like every song that is bad is theirs and every song that's good belongs to another band absolutely yeah 
<laughs> What's another Red Hot Chili Pepper song? Oh, uh, uh, Scott Tissue that I wish you. Oh yeah, saw. <laughs> that's theirs. <laughs> that's definitely that's, theirs. That one's theirs, right? Sarcastic Mister Know It. Oh, he does sound like the Game Boy. This guy's yeah, right. He does. Uh, that's right. Jamie Ashworth wrote that. Uh, he has no musical background, but still wanted to contribute. Pretty good for no musical background. Honestly, no musical background. I don't think the Red Hot Chili Peppers had one either. Kiedis was a soccer player who just found a microphone one day, and Flea <laughs> was his mailman. And he's like, I can Flea. probably jam out on bass <laughs> if necessary. Uh, this guy says he has no shout-outs, uh, except for the two nerds that helped him make this, Jacob and Ryan. Only one of them who hasn't landed an intro theme song yet, so I really need this. Also, you can tell my girlfriend, Emily, good luck in law school this year. Sounds like he's breaking up with her. Good luck in law school. Good luck in law school, Emily. Flea should have gone to law school. (laughs) Actually, Flea is a very outspoken Laker fan on Twitter, and I have to say I agree with a lot of his takes. Really? Yeah, he's a a smart basketball fan. That's really interesting. Maybe maybe we could get him on buckets. That'd be cool. Hey, Flea. By the way, I'm going to start... I'm going to start hosting buckets with you. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm going to be the co-host of buckets. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Who decided that? Upgrade. Not upgrade. It's an upgrade for your, you don't know. for your pod. You don't know enough about basketball. I'd have to catch you up every episode. It would slow us down. I don't need down. to know a lot about basketball. Yes, you do. Like bus- buckets yeah, you do. isn't really about basketball. Buckets is... Have you ever listened to yeah, it? Yeah, listen to a bunch of buckets. It's mostly like... <laughs> About uh, how many three-pointers could be scored that's in a quarter that's in 1987? <laughs> like, that's, that's all basketball. Just, and the fact that yeah, you're saying that sarcastically adjacent. means you're not a good co-host. Like, it's basketball it's, adjacent, but it's mostly just weird mathematical hypotheticals. I think I could really help steer it in a better direction. And I don't mean to nitpick and hypotheticals. Yes, you do. By the way, I never talked about how many threes somebody get in a quarter in 1987. So you made that up, and then you, you have a like note about it. Shit like that. Like who's the who's the tallest basketball player and the shortest basketball player? Yeah, like, I mean, when we did an of... episode about the best player at every height, but we don't do quote random shit like, like that. Has anyone ever done a game where they only scored a f- one free throw or some shit? <laughs> don't, like, don't say you done do... a game. Like, just saying done a game <laughs> means you don't know enough about basketball. You don't say, don't has anybody like, done a game it's where... It's not interesting takes. It's to you. More, it's hypotheticals of, <laughs> yeah, like, I know what, what you this think. be crazy if? <laughs> no, that's not true. You're sort of veering in and out of what it actually is. So, like, yeah, sometimes we do talk about stuff that happened in the past... But then when you say, like, it veers off into hypothetical takes, <laughs> that's not true. You're, like, sort of clumping it all together in order to make an argument. And I don't appreciate it. I'm not. I know. I'm, I'm saying it's a great show. Why else would I want to be the co-host? I just think I can take it in a... In a sh- it, what you're doing with the show now is nonsensical. No, it's and not. And I'm saying it's what sensical. I could do, <laughs> what I could bring to the table, if you're willing to let me co-own the IP... <laughs> Obviously not that. To what you wanna you wanna start licensing it as a television show that you own? Yeah, I think I mean not right away, but I think if if I if you let me in there, if I get to, I don't trust uh, your expertise. Put my stamp on the thing. I think I can really I can make this show saleable in the secondary marketplace. (laughs) Like where? Where can you possibly want to make this saleable? Twitch, bitch. You, you want to package it uh, and sell it Hulu, to some sort of Yoo-hoo, Hulu. Okay, what? there's what? a lot of there's a lot of different marketplaces where this show really works, and podcasting ain't one of them. Yeah, you went to Alaska <laughs> and came back as like a development executive. This is such a insane term. For I got you. Wi-Fi in Denali, <laughs> and then what? An LTE in the Kenai Peninsula. That's what. <laughs> and now you buy and sell content to Quibi? Yeah, I think I could make a Quibi of your shitty-ass podcast this is if you crazy. let me own the IP. You're, you went to Alaska. It's naturally beautiful. And you came back. Uh, and now you're packaging content. You're a greedy, I was, bloodthirsty, money-hungry. I was using a, a, a signal booster on a glacier, and I and I saw the landscape, not the actual Alaskan landscape, 
but the entertainment <laughs> landscape. Yeah. The line between podcast yeah. and and YouTube series is yeah. blurring. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. Do you want to create any content or are you just looking to package, sell, distribute? I think if I can own the IP, I don't need <laughs> I know to what you think. create yeah. anything. <laughs> I think I can wedge myself in as an owner. Got it. Okay. okay. So I'll I'll give you buckets, but you give me uh, not another D and D podcast. I don't. I don't. I am not the sole owner of that intellectual property. I can't do that. <laughs> I heard they kicked you off the podcast, right? Well, yeah. I'm not on the show anymore. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you kept you kept trying to quote own the IP and I was going to take a, I was going to take a piece of Caldwell's actual physical brain so I could <laughs> get the IP. Yeah. Holy shit! You're a super villain. You're a super villain who's trying to monetize other people's work. I steal people's brains and then I go to executives and I say that I own the intellectual property. <laughs> All right, well let's worry about let's worry about this intellectual property, a show that you I guess do own half of. Damn right. Uh, it's If I Were You, the only podcast, advice podcast on the internet hosted by us. I'm Amir. I am Jake. And uh, what we do here, answer questions, try to steer people who are lost, confused, sort of meandering their way pointlessly through life. And then we say, you know what? This is how we should do it. We're experts at this mm -hmm. point. I'm 36. You're 34. Actually, I That's just right. pulled up our email. This one wasn't planned, but it seems like something that is right up your alley. We usually just sort of force ourselves to be wise, but it looks like you, you might actually have some wisdom for this guy who's twenty Whoa. a 23-year-old student looking to rent a place in New York City. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I can help. Okay, so what do you want to call this 23-year-old New Yorker? 23, let's call him Early Jake. Okay, Early Jake. I'll be, it'll be like I'm giving advice to my past self. That's right. This is a 23-year-old student. I'm a 23-year-old student heading into the third... And, into his third semester at a theater school in Manhattan. A few friends and I are planning on getting a three-bedroom together, and we've been looking around for months, but every landlord is requiring near-perfect credit score, and my friends don't have a credit credit since their parents are paying their loans and mine is in the trash, 540, because of loans. I know you dropped out of college, Jake, but I'm sure Amir can understand some level uh, since he was the first rodent to be enrolled at a university in, U in the U.S., we have hmm. guarantors, but these landlords don't seem to care. How do I get a decent place to live when I don't have time to dismantle this classist system? Thanks a lot, Jews. The boy who doesn't want to be homeless. Early Jake. Um, no, I, I disagree with the premise. A guarantor will, you can get an apartment with a guarantor. Yeah, it's like the, the amount of hoops that New York landlords make you jump through is so silly. I remember the, the whole, I, I think that doesn't really exist anywhere else, this idea of a guarantor, where you have to have somebody who will vouch to pay like 90 times rent. Is that a, do you remember that multiplier? Is that correct? I don't think it's 90 times rent. It's some like I, insane I, amount that's like, you have to prove that this guy will pay your entire lease if you should default. Right. So it's like, you're, you need to make 30x the rent or something like that yeah something right? and something that's already too much like something yeah some nobody i, I it's very rare that people i it, it's rare that you're like making so much money uh and you're able to pay right that rent when you're a student absolutely you're you're like barely making rent every month yeah, they want it's like a three thousand bedroom, three thousand dollar a month two bedroom, and they're like, you have to prove that you make ninety five thousand dollars a year. Uh, I was uh, like, okay, I don't make ninety five thousand. All right, can you get a parent or a rich person to vouch that they'll pay your rent, but they have to make two hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year? Yeah, and you're like, why do you have to have such a guarantor? Like, just know that I have enough money to make rent. That should be enough. But the, I think it's because it's really hard to evict people. Once they're like in an apartment, right? Maybe they they have like thirty days or something. But it, you then you end up you have thirty days. Then you have to put the apartment back on the market. You have to pay a broker. So like the landlord gets fucked if you just like st stop paying your rent. Have you ever heard of a guarantor actually having to pay the rent once a guy like leaves? I've never heard of a guarantor needing to actually. No, but I mean it is like it's a legal it's a legal document. The per that person is on the hook. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that um, 
that like if if somebody is willing to be like I will gar- like I'll pay the entirety of their lease they'll probably also help you out month to month if you really really need it so yeah, I'd, I would I'd rather give you $1500 than to pay this landlord 93 grand right who was your guarantor my daddy was my guarantor i remember when i fi- like the first time i didn't need a guarantor anymore wow how did you not need a guarantor anymore cuz then i had I finally had enough money to be like, I will pay it if I can't pay it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you I default, I then it. I can have it. I'll pay Look the at cash. my W2, bitch. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Although, like, you've also heard of, like, schemes and dreams from some shady friends of yours that, like, just lie about the guarantor, right? Like, anybody can sign a document. When, That's you, not... when you say schemes and dreams from shady friends of mine, there's no way that you're not talking about Jeff, right? Oh, am I? I guess, I mean, when you bring him up, yeah, that's true. Can't you see him sort of forging a document about not only his credit score, but his guarantor? Oh, can't I? I actually did see him doing that. <laughs> I don't have to imagine it, because half of Alaska, the trip that I took with him was him lying, forging a guarantor. <laughs> yeah, no, you can definitely Photoshop those documents. Uh, I mean, not a W-2 necessarily, but like a letter of employment. That's pretty easy. Yeah. After um, a bank statement, you can definitely fake a bank statement, print it out, and give it to somebody. I feel like it's harder to rent in New York than to buy a place in 48 states. Yeah. I would I would say that's, that's definitely possible. Credit score. Uh, I mean, who the hell cre- knows their credit score before you like have to do something as epic as buy a house? Like, I didn't know what my credit score was at age 21. I mean, I also, I, I guess it really, I definitely did not either. But I, I think it matters like where you're looking. You know, if he's looking in the West Village or something like where it's a, a super competitive market and people are, are just generally really rich and bu- buying uh, nice places, you can definitely get beat out by a bunch of people. Because if you're like, I would imagine it's less about the money and more about like three three 23-year-old dudes who are trying to live in a two-bedroom versus uh, one 35-year-old woman or something. Like a, a landlord would rather have somebody that's going to have a lighter footprint and and also like somebody that doesn't need a guarantor that just seems like a really strong applicant. Holy shit. You're taking the landlord's side. Look at you. You turn 34 and all of a sudden you're talking about 23-year-olds like they're little vermin that you're trying to I'm, phase out by getting their credit uh, yeah. score. I'm a landlord these days. You know so, this. Yeah. <laughs> and if somebody wants to rent your place out here, what do you... What are you telling them? You want to see the credit score? Um, well, I have a, a, there's a management company that does all that for me, but I do see like the applicants. If, if somebody is like, uh, oh yeah, they have, they have two kids. I'm like, oh, I don't want four people fucking up my house. I like it when there's only one person in there. That's right. So like if I was, if I had a choice of like, these are the three applicants, there's a 30 year old bachelor, um, or a family of four, or uh, two college dudes who want to rent your house. I'd be like, give me the, I want the bachelor. Interesting. Obviously. You can't actually discriminate based on quantity. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> Is that fucking real, man? <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. I think I was just kind of being silly. Like, it's like... Well, if you're fucking serious, then I'm... <laughs> They're going to throw the book at me, man. I'm on record. Yeah, I don't think that's actually. I'm on freaking record right now. This is public record. As long as it's probably like not like ethnic based or race based, anything like that, age, you can probably discriminate based on the amount. It's of all people. number based. I swear <laughs> to God, man. This is public fucking record. All right, relax, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How much IP are you sitting on that you're afraid of getting sued right now, by the way? Have you been I have a lot things? of IP. <laughs> yeah. General cleanliness yeah. to buckets. That's all me. That's so little amount. That's Everything such a small your mind of touches. <laughs> You're sitting on a wad of old napkins from bars with pen-drawn scrawlings of quote-unquote IP. You, I mean, saw, you saw my dad rocking the general cleanliness shirt in that Instagram photo I posted, right? Yeah. How much did he charge you for that? I, he, my, so my dad's an influencer. 
No, no way. 10K for that post, and it wouldn't even live in his feed. It's mine. That's not going to move the needle. But I think it's all it's it's all just reinvesting in this IP. So that's a write off. (laughs) So you're sort of a development exec and also like an agent to influencers, and the only client you have is your dad. Yeah. By the way, he's not an influencer. I was I was going to start buying defunct businesses. Have you ever heard about this? (laughs) No. You can buy a business. Because it's going out of business. Yeah, I could just buy like a defunct business or like a, a business that's that's about to go out of business. Yeah, like a Radio Shack or something. Yeah. And then I have, then I own, then I own assets. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do with a, with an old, like an old electronics store? What do you I want I saw a, a rye bread factory going out of business when I was in Anchorage. When <laughs> I was in rye. <laughs> that could be mine so what that's my rye pee <laughs> you have intellectual property about rye you think you own the kind of bread yeah <laughs> actually moron uh, alright so my advice to this guy is to maybe look in a less competitive neighborhood I don't know where you're looking but I do. I guarantor is that's enough That's a landlord will let you do that and you gotta you gotta do Everything you can, like write a letter to the owner, or the landlord, about why you want the place. That also helps. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was moving into that giant shrub with Dave Rosenberg and Amanda. We really wanted it, and it was a competitive place. And I think we got the edge because we all wrote a very, uh, very nice, uh, persuasive letter. Yeah, and aren't there like situations of like guarantors paying an entire like year's worth of rent and then the renter pays the guarantor back? If you have a guarantor that really trusts you, maybe you maybe. can do that. But he, I mean, even guarantor, like somebody that's making $200,000 a month or $200,000 a year, they, they're a good guarantor, but they can't necessarily pay like- Pony up the 12 grand. Tens of thousands of dollars up front. Yeah. That's a lot. Well, if you want to be my guarantor, you got to pony up the cash, mother. Mother. And uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll answer some more questions after this. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit. Even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. um no they do have a lot more than that it's uh it's a it's they have 24 7 award-winning customer support they have very simple drag and drop technology you can code you can design Mm -hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works you can sell you can launch and sell product from squarespace that's right you can even purchase a domain name through squarespace for example jake what can people purchase boneheader.com boneheader it's like interesting that's pretty good yeah yeah it's like if you're a boneheaded person but you're doing a boneheader of move you know what i mean what about fitnessnah.com so it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash 
way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness, it's nah. a, It's an anti-movement, really. Oh, it's that's a non-movement that's movement. A, is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement uh, seems I'll like it should be. I'll have to check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's more fitness, of a fitness nah. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a fitness yeah. nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a little <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you recommend do you recommend Alaska? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would recommend Alaska. 10 out of 10. Great state. Uh, I believe August is usually the rainy month, but thanks to whatever has happening in uh in the world, uh it was warm as hell. So, and it was sunny. And also half the state was on fire. So what? I think- <laughs> There was, there was a bunch of forest fire, fires in Alaska while we were there. Oh, I, th- I always assumed it's like always 48 degrees like and chilly and rainy. It was like a little chilly. The highest it got was like, but I mean, it was 68 degrees a couple of days. So it, was, it was like pretty warm. That's enough for a forest fire? Uh, I think it might, maybe it was hotter earlier in the summer, but they didn't get any rain. So it's dry, fierce winds blow. They knock down a power line. Jesus. Sparks fly all next thing you know. Five million acres of forest is on fire, baby. <laughs> that has nothing to do with you, you're saying? Because it was fine before you three hooligans got there. Yeah, so, well, Jeff had a spliff when we were in Talpeetna. <laughs> and he's like, how far do you think I can flick it? <laughs> uh, no, it was great. We, I mean, it's just, it's, it's absolutely stunning, and it's so big, it's so vast, um, is it bigger than Texas? Yes, I believe it's bigger than Texas. I believe it's twice the size of Texas, or Jesus. maybe it's roughly the size of Texas. One of the one of those. Jesus. Two. Oh yeah, you can fit Texas into Alaska two times. It's one fifth of the size of the lower forty eight states. Yeah, like it's truly baffling. You. Look Why at do the, we you own it? Map. It does. It also doesn't make any sense. Just like placed where it is, it's in. It's like. Above the full continent of Canada. Yeah, it's basically Canada. We basically sliced off the left fifth of Canada and was like, this is America too now. I I flew to Minneapolis from New York. My flight from Minneapolis to Anchorage was another five hours. Basically, (laughs) It's like Europe. You're closer to Iceland than to Alaska. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, and the reason we own Alaska is because we bought Alaska from Russia who previously owned Alaska for seven. They also shouldn't own it. Well, Alaska at least like sort of touches Russia. Like if you look at a world map, it like follows. Oh yeah. There's like the, the Bering Strait or whatever it is. That's right. Um, and yeah, we bought it for $7 million. Wow. The guy who. The guy who did it they, uh, was named Seward. I think he was the Secretary of State or Secretary of Defense or some kind of government oh, yeah. job. He was high, right? He like sort of did it on a whim. And he then was he absolutely woke up. baked. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he like, I'll, fucking, I'll take the, the, the Alaska chunk off your hands for $7 million cash. In a fugue state, he bought a state. <laughs> he bought a fugue state. And it's now the, uh, he bought it for the price of a... a three-bedroom townhouse in the Lower East Side. The funny thing is, this is all something I read on Wikipedia when I was in, uh, when we were looking at, uh, we were were like kind of curious about the same stuff, but they called it Seward's Folly because everybody thought it was a mistake to buy Alaska. Everyone thought that America got a bad deal. 
and then like a few years later, they just discovered all of the gold and oil in Alaska. And it's like, <laughs> so then he's like, oh, who's the folly now? Like, yeah, I but he didn't he know there like... was oil. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you had no idea there was fucking oil, Seward. <laughs> yeah, but I did it anyway. Now you guys can suck my dick. Actually, I'm going to buy fucking Greenland now. No, because you might not get lucky with the oil thing again. Whatever, I See, can so win. Now it's not that crazy that Trump wants to buy Greenland. <laughs> <laughs> he basically bought a shitty painting for $10 million, and then they found a really expensive document behind the canvas. And he's basically, like, I knew it would pan out. It's like, no, you told didn't. told you. <laughs> you just got lucky, Seward. Uh, but yeah, it's it's gorgeous. It, we um, Let's see. We went to... We started in this town like outside of Anchorage called Girdwood. It's just like on the water, nice and pretty. Um, but then we drove from there to Denali, and Denali National Park is crazy. You know what you don't know about Denali? It's so it's the tallest peak in North America that we know. Um, well, is that where Mount McKinley is? Yes, but it has been changed the na- to what the natives called the mountain Denali. Oh, it was it was always Denali. We changed it to Mount McKinley, and now it's been returned to its rightful ancient name of Denali. Interesting. Who did that? I didn't know that. I, I wouldn't have approved that. I guess the government made good. Seward's second folly, if you will. <laughs> it was actually na- it was a it was a Yukon Denali uh, product placement. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And then the yeah the other peak is the Toyota Sienna Ridge. Yeah, I see it now. It's the hashtag Yukon Denali tent. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's people giving out Red Bulls at the top. This is cool. Those aren't tents. Those aren't tents. That's a that's a Nissan Cube. Because <laughs> you can see that the tent is a square. Yeah, that's really cool, actually. Yeah, so it's all car-related shit. Can you drive to the top? Or, like, that's, like, Mount Everest. You can't ever get there. You, I'm, yeah. Like, you cannot get there. It's, like, a multi... It's, like, a 14-day hike or something. You have to acclimatize. Oh, wow. Half the people that try to summit don't or 60 percent of the people that try to summit don't because the weather is so insane up there wow so it is Um, like a little everest but this is the interesting thing about it so it is it's not as tall as everest but if you look at if you just like slice off just the mountain part like the floor to the mountain uh it is eight thousand feet taller than everest but everest is part of like the himalaya himalaya range so it's already so high above sea level Oh, so just the mountain itself is bigger than Everest, but like Everest happens to be plopped on like this huge head start that pushes it higher up. It's cheating, basically. Everest is cheating and Denali, which I'm going to still call Mount McKinley. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that's how I want to call it. (laughs) Absolutely should be. Mount McKinley, named after our president. You're 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 so fucked up. Yeah, named goat. after our 25th president, actually, William McFrickin' Kinley. And I'm not going to yeah. apologize for that. <laughs> you said sorry, but I'm, that's what I'm going to call it. So you did apologize. Named after the great William McKinley, actually. <laughs> and we'll call it the great Mount McKinley, because he's making the mountain great again. He looks down on Everest. He looks down on Machu Picchu, which I'm Everest. actually calling Teddy Roosevelt Island. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so that's that's everest or sorry that's 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 denali jesus you almost had me say mount mckinley um <laughs> but we did some cool shit up there we took like a flight seeing tour because you can't just like walk to mckinley and it's all so often shrouded in clouds so we like f- literally flew over it which was crazy jesus. like you're flying above all these ginormous mountains and then you break through the clouds you go above the clouds and then you see like Basically twice the size of all the huge mountains you were already flying over is Denali. It's nuts. That's cool. Have you? Did you go uh, to Moose's got, Tooth? I'm just looking at a map right now, and there's a, a smaller mountain called Moose's Tooth. I don't think we did. That's not, cool. Not, yeah. No. I How did Mike did. break his wrist? Oh, yeah. All right, fine. That's that's what I'll... The, I have two two really quick stories, okay? Then, all right. Uh, okay. So, we got, so I got there. Um, Jeff is like... They're texting me like, "Where are they picking me up?" And then uh, it's like, "Yeah, we've." I think he said like, "We've got a story or something." And I was like, uh, "And I joked that it was a bear attack." 
and then Jeff. Oh, was, they got there before you. Yeah, they were there two days before me. I see. So, and I was just, I think I joked that there was a bear attack, and then Jeff was like, it's a doozy. And then they pulled up, and Mike's arm is just in like this jerry rigged splint. <laughs> it's like, it was an ice pack, you know, like that, like black athletic tape that people. Yeah. The athletes kind of used to like, I don't know, it almost looks like a design or something. Yeah. So Mike was wearing a an ice pack with that was taped onto his wrist with a bunch of those things. Okay. Um, we we went, we like ate sandwiches uh, on this beautiful rock lo- overlooking the ocean. We drank some beer. Um, and I was like, Mike, do you want to like go to the hospital or the doctor or anything? He's like, no. Like everyone I talked to said... Um, if it was broken, I would know it. It's like I think it's gonna be fine. Uh, and the next morning, it was like it was still in a lot of pain. It was like, how's it feeling? He's like, it's real bad. And then I this is maybe this is my unsolicited advice. Whenever somebody says if if it's broken, you'd know it. Don't listen to them because that's <laughs> what I did with my heel when I broke it. Everyone was like, if you broke it, you'd know. Yeah. And the thing is, like, they just don't know how tough Mike is. Like he. He will, he would like, he broke it. It was broken and he <laughs> rode, he got back on the bike that he fell off of. Oh, yeah. Wait. So, how did it happen? It. You never right, told okay. us that. So, all right. This is what, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. This is a terrible story. It's all out of order. <laughs> all right. Uh, before I got there, Mike and Jeff were riding uh, e bikes. They went like along this trail in that town, Girdwood. Um, and Mike, who does not know how to ride a bike, he doesn't know how. He learned. Like me? Yeah, he's like you. So he's like learned to ride a bike late in life, like when he was in his 20s. So he can do it. I think you can like, you can get it going. You can ride a bike, but you you would not trust yourself on an e-bike going 25 miles an hour, would you? No, of course not. As Mike should not have trusted himself on on a bike. Maybe he's got a slightly better handle of it than you do, but he learned late. Uh, And so he's riding this e-bike with Jeff um and a bee flew into his face <laughs> a bee and a bug did this to him and he moved I, I i guess he moved his hand to like hit the bee or to swipe it swipe it away <laughs> and it, his bike went off the track and he flipped <laughs> over the handlebars what he flipped over the handlebar because he, he went to swat a bee and then he got back on the bike and rode 17 more miles and fell off the bike again. Jesus. During this ride, probably because he couldn't grip the fucking handlebar. Because his wrist was broken. Yeah. So, like, so the next morning I was like, let's just go to the ER. Like, we're, the, our day that day was like driving to Denali and we were going to go on this flight at like 4.30. But it was only a three and a half hour drive. I'm like, we had time. We can just go to the ER. So we went to the ER and we were like trying to save time. We called ahead and we're like, hey, can we like make an appointment? And they're like, you're going to be fine. We walked there. No one. It was utterly empty. Right. Because it's Alaska. 820 people live in Alaska. And we walked in. They're like, like, hey, we called. My friend hurt his wrist. There's like four nurses. They just wave us right back in. We go directly into their office. We don't, they don't even make us wait behind the glass to give us our information. <laughs> We're just in there. We're all hanging out. Yeah. Uh, we go into a room to wait for the doctor. We don't have to wait for the doctor. He comes in immediately. Uh, he starts like kind of pressing Mike's hand and turning the wrist around a bunch. And he's like, this is exciting. And Nobody's ever hurt themselves here. <laughs> it was weird because like, there's not a lot of people, but it does seem like Alaska is like, kind of a dangerous place. More people live in D.C. than in Alaska. And I guess everyone in Alaska, despite how dangerous it is, they just know how to handle themselves. Yeah, because they, they're all in Alaska. They've seen yeah, some they're Alaskans. shit. More people live um, in North and or South Dakota than in Alaska. It's 737,000 people in all of Alaska. That's nuts. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. It's so empty. Three and a half million in Connecticut. One fifth of those people in one, a state one fifth the size of America. That's how spread out it is. Yeah, that makes sense. It's 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 beautiful. Um, all right, so so the doctor is tor- like turning Mike's wrist around, and 
he's saying, does this hurt? Does this hurt? And Mike keeps on saying no. And the doctor at one point goes, phew. So we're like, wow, all right, maybe we're good. And I start to feel stupid for even suggesting that we go to the ER. Um, <laughs> and then they take him through and they like wheel in this like uh, kind of like new agey x-ray like that they he doesn't have to go to an x-ray room. It comes into the room. They're taking all these x-rays. Uh, me and Jeff are like looking at them as they're showing up on the screen. And it looks good to us. And we're like, hey, he's going to be all right. Um, and then the doctor leaves. We start like kind of like making plans for the day. And the doctor comes back and he's like, oh, I hate to ruin your vacation, but your wrist is broken. You need surgery. <laughs> surgery? He needs, it's broken so badly that he needs surgery. Like right away? Yes. It almost, it almost made us have to like literally go home. Oh my God. Yeah. But the doctor was like, it, you have to see, he's like, the, the first thing he said is like, you can't go to, you shouldn't go to Denali. You have to see um, an orthopedic surgeon. But then that guy wasn't even going to be open for two days. So we were like, can we just, why don't we just go and then we'll come back? Uh-huh. And he said that that was fine. But they wrap, so they wrap Mike's arm in like this uh, way more professional splint than just like a, the shit that we got from CVS. They gave him some pain medication. We went to Walgreens and bought us a hoodie and cut off the one of the sleeves. That should do it. Who needs a surgery when you have a hoodie with a sleeve? But yeah, he he needs to get surgery. He's doing it probably like probably ASAP uh, now that he's back. Jesus, and they have to like bolt his wrist bones I together. Think that's what they're gonna have to do? It's I forget which bone it is, but like it's. If you look at the x-ray, the, the bone is separated pretty far from where it looks like it should be. <laughs> Which is weird because you and, Jeff, like... you and Jeff said it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor, are you sure? I took a pretty cursory glance at the x-rays and couldn't see that big of a break but when they printed out the x those were on pretty those were on like iphone size screens when they printed it out even i could see it and i'm i'm a real dumbass and i'm so hardly like, if a i can see how bad the break looks it's it's not like a hairline fracture it is it's it's a displaced fracture jesus i wonder if he just never went to the er never got an x-ray with the bones heal itself no he would have to eventually get surgery yeah, i'm sure he would get home and sarah would make him go to the er so that's and that's basically what happened to your foot. Now you need surgery too at one point. Yes. Precisely. <laughs> so when you hurt yourself, don't think that you can hack it. You I do I believe that people are tougher than other people think. When they say like you'd if you broke it, you'd know. Don't listen to that shit. If it hurts even a little, just go see. <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> it's a Bummer of a vacation thing. Yeah. Nobody wants to spend part of their vacation in an ER. But it actually was kind of interesting. Like, I felt like my trip to Alaska ended up being really well-rounded because of, like, all of the different people that we met. Like, we met the guides on the tours. But then we also, like, actually went into, like, the Anchorage ER. And, like, we're, we were, like, wandering around their hospitals. So it was just a strange place to be. You don't, yeah. you don't ever expect that you'll go to the Anchorage emergency room. That's right. It's like the... We also went to the state fair. So it feels like we just, like, saw every little corner of, the, of that state. Yeah, you saw how the city folk lived, how the, the rural folk lived, how the doctors lived. <laughs> and now... And then we saw Denali. And then Mike will sue the e-bike people, and then he'll have to hire an Alaskan lawyer. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to go to the trial in Alaska. <laughs> um, all right, one last thing, real quick. The, la- uh-huh. the other place that I stayed that I want to mention is called Orca Island Cabins. And that was like the, all of the, the yurts on the coast in um in like near the Kenai Peninsula in like there are all these like fjords basically in the um the lower part of Alaska yeah and this place was like fucking magical we just stayed in a yurt on the side of a cliff wow go- going into this amazing cove we saw we saw orcas swimming around in the cove whale watching from your cabin yeah and then they also have like kayaks and paddle boards and stuff and i did stand up paddle boarding and i was there were so many jellyfish in the cove. I've never, basically all in all of coastal Alaska, I've never seen so many enormous fucking jellyfish. Why would it you was, do a stand-up paddleboard when you're surrounded by jellyfish? That seems like some sort of fear factor challenge. It was. That's why I wanted to do it. Because I really, well, 
I've never done stand-up paddleboarding, and I really wanted to. And then I was like, I'm not going to let these jellyfish fucking stop me. I'm not going <laughs> to, I just won't fall off. And it's hard to fall off a stand-up paddleboard. You like oh, fall it, down. It's not like surfing where you fall off yeah. all the time. Right. It's, it's not like so wobbly that you like can't, it's more like the, this thing is going to stay upright. It's not going to flip. Got it. It's, it's like a boat. Like you're, you're standing yeah. on a kayak so like, of sorts. Exactly. So like when I fell, I like could fall onto my knees i see i never fell in the water but i did jump in a couple times because the water was so clear that i could see where the huge jellyfish were so if i was if i saw one that was like pretty deep down and a little far away i was like okay so i see that one and there's nothing around my boat so there's not one here and i could jump in and it was lovely wasn't it freezing and i was also wearing a wetsuit um no it was pretty warm Whoa, I'm, I just looked up Orca's Island, and did you know that Oprah bought an $8 million estate on Orca's Island? And she called it Oprah's Island? <laughs> oh, I guess there's one in Washington. That's the one she bought, unrelated to Alaska. Interesting. I just got excited because it was the same amount of price that uh, the United States paid for Alaska is what Oprah <laughs> paid for her estate on Washington's Orca's Island. Well, they're calling it think- Oprah's Folly. <laughs> that's crazy i guess she I, made a mistake but she's convinced there's oil under this cabin i was also talking to people about buying property in alaska not that i actually wanted to but i always get curious about real estate you know um yeah but they said only one percent of alaska is privately owned meaning the rest is what owned by like government and like I, maybe like oil companies and stuff. Oh, wow. But like, it's really hard to just straight up buy land in Alaska. Yeah. But there's a bunch of really cool futuristic looking houses for like $430,000. Where? Anchorage. Oh, well, that's not really Alaska. They Did say you... Alaska is 20 minutes outside of Anchorage. Wow. You went, you went to Alaska for eight days and now you're looking down on Anchorage. I would say Anchorage. Anchorage is fucking Canada. All right, it's not Alaska. Anchorage. I, I did go to a bar my last night in Anchorage, and it was pretty. It was pretty great, actually. You, me, and Marty would have fucking loved it. <laughs> People were getting turned up in downtown Anchorage. They were getting. It was like a. It was like an album release party for this um, Anchorage-based rapper. Um, so he was doing like a bunch of his original songs and they were all really good. But then also kind of like in between sets, he was borderline just doing karaoke (laughs) Drake songs. And so like Drake was playing, Drake was rapping and this dude is just sort of also doing it. And it was great. (laughs) (laughs) There are no rules in Alaska. Drake's not going to sue anyone. It was this dude, Drake and Travis, Travis Scott, all doing all, all playing one show. That's cool. Uh, all right, let's get to one last question before we have to get the F O H. Okay. Uh, this one's from a lady we'll call Oprah. Very nice. Hey guys, lately I have been wanting some more female friends. I have about three friends, which do you guys find sad, by the way? Anyway, uh, I work as a beauty therapist, so I do waxing for people, and a lot of my clients are girls around my age. A few of my clients who get Brazilian waxes, and I get along really well. I know the details about their personal life and vice versa, but we have never communicated outside of the client-therapist relationship. So my question is, is it weird to add one of these friends on Facebook and spark up a convo online? I know their first and last names and have even stalked a few on Insta and Facebook. The weird part is that I've seen their vagina up close and personal and they are a client of mine. Or should I look for friends elsewhere? Thanks. Love, Oprah. That is interesting. Is it? Is this just Brazilian waxes or the fact that she's a beauty therapist means there's therapy involved? Or is that just what she calls herself? I think that's... I think it's... I would imagine it's like... Th- beauty therapist is is more just like a cosmetic thing than actual therapy got it yeah yeah so she waxes these ladies vaginas and is like is it weird to <laughs> then go ahead and add them on facebook i feel like you could add them on i don't i just i personally think it's always weird when people add me on facebook i just don't use facebook and i don't understand people that do yeah what if you just follow them on instagram and see if they follow back yeah that seems like the more normal one. <laughs> and then you can DM, then you can comment on their stuff, DM. I feel like that's a, a slower entry into hanging. 
And it has nothing to do with the fact that you've seen their vaginas. But I think that it's always a little... I mean, th- maybe they want to be friends with you, too. Have you thought about that? Then you could give them discounts on their Brazilians. Oh, that's cool. I would get a bajillion baz- Brazilians. <laughs> a bajillion is when you uh, wax Jillian's vagina. Knock it off. That's my wife's name. I'm serious. Oh, yeah. I mean, just anybody named Jillian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyone named Jillian. I might get a Brazilian actually tonight. <laughs> cool it. <laughs> well, I'm just having fun, man. I'm just getting a little wasted. Yeah, well, I'm not. I know you're having fun. <laughs> In fact, why don't I sell you the IP for a, a CISO show that I'm developing? Fine, I'm interested. <laughs> if it's IP related, then I actually am interested. <laughs> Uh, all right. What would you do if you were her? Would you add on Insta, see if they follow back? That's That yeah. way it's not like forcing their hand. But if they follow back, then you can, you know, slide into their DMs, make a few jokes about how you know what their vajay looks like. It's all fun. Mm-hmm. This is a this is an Insta play, if I've ever seen one. Yeah. It's an it's, Insta play, guys. <laughs> it's, and it's a little more passive than a Facebook ad. Correct. Nobody uses Facebook anymore anyway. Correct. Um, all right. Cool. That's it. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. It's uh, your Labor Day weekend, or at least the end of it. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll be back, as always, next week. The opening theme song, once again, was written by Jamie Ashworth. Righto. The the Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Cool. And then this closing one is a little more chill, but still a cover of Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. Love that. A Sound of Silence cover written by Coleman in Tampa. So thank you, Coleman. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks to you guys for listening. For more If I Were You, we release videos of it on our Patreon bonus Thursday videos uh, at patreon.com slash JA. So you can always get more there. Um, and we'll see you in Alaska. Maybe we should do a, we could do a live show in Juno or something. That's what's up. I would love to do that. Did you go to Juno? Juno, I did not. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you also broke your wrist. I see. That's right. <laughs> in solidarity, Mike did it. Uh, all right. See you next week. Bye. Later. Hello, Candice, my old friend. I've come to seek advice again. Because my girl has been out cheating And all this cheese that she's been seizing And the pinch has won his thousandth golden mic That's so tight On the if I were you show On countless threads I post my views I wait a week for these coy Jews To berate me with their insults And point out all my glaring faults But the chipmunk, he makes everything go well A mere shmuel on the if I were you sure That was a HeadGum Podcast.